This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by Honey. I know it's been a while since we last covered some piss news. And the last time was, well, I guess it was last week. Yeah. With that Chicago piss cup attacker. Yeah. Well, uh, sorry, more piss news for you this week. And thankfully it has nothing to do with random people getting splashed with urine against their will. This mm-hmm. piss news is all consensual Oh, piss. thank goodness. Because, yes, we are talking about piss drinkers, mm. a topic that we have come back to many times over the years on this show. A small subset of free thinkers out there is convinced that drinking urine, usually their own urine, but sometimes, you know, whatever urine you can get your hands on, yeah. is the cure to many of life's ills. Yeah. So it's honestly kind of surprising that it took so long for the Venn diagram of piss drinkers and COVID truthers to intersect. Although, let's be real, the piss drinkers have definitely been sipping on their own piss for this entire pandemic, fully believing that it was protecting them from the Rona. But this is the first that we've seen of it actually making the news. Yeah, they're like, apple cider vinegar, my own piss. Well, this is free, and I can drink it straight from the source. Yeah, extra virgin. And that, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And also it has the, uh, the the, the problem with this started from the Dodgeball movie, where the quote is, uh, it's sterile and I love the taste. It's not sterile. Not sterile. And it doesn't taste good. That movie has done irreparable harm. To yeah. uh, American society. To which, when you rip torn. Exactly. May he rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, this latest news, of course, it comes to us via the Daily Beast. So here you go. Anti-COVID-19 vaccine police leader Christopher Key has a new quarter-baked conspiracy theory for his anti-vax followers to use to cure themselves of COVID-19. Drink their own urine. Quote, The antidote that we have seen now, and we have tons and tons of research, is urine therapy. Okay, and I know to a lot of you this sounds crazy, but guys, God's given us everything we need, Key said in a video posted over the weekend on his Telegram account after being released from jail over a trespassing charge. This has been around for centuries, he added. When I tell you this, please take it with a grain of salt, the anti-vaccine advocate warned while saying people might now think he is cray-cray. Now drink urine, he continued. This vaccine is the worst bioweapon I have ever seen, he concluded. I drink my own urine. (laughs) Reached for comment by the Daily Beast on Sunday night, Key doubled down on what he calls urine therapy and railed against foolish people who took the COVID-19 vaccine, which is, of course, safe and effective. And we should go ahead and point out for your sake and for the algorithm's sake that you actually should not. Absolutely not drink your own urine. Unless it's for recreation purposes. Uh, If it's a sexual kink, we're not judging. We're not shaming you. Yeah. We are glaring at you. But for any kind of nutritional value or sustainability for your health or even to quench your thirst, it is the opposite of what you want to do. Yeah. If your body wanted to or needed to keep anything that's in your piss, you wouldn't be pissing it out in the first place. It It is waste. But don't take our word for it. Dr. John Klein of University of Louisville Medical School tweeted out following the news, I'm a kidney doctor. I've studied how the kidneys make urine for 39 years. Do not, I repeat, do not drink urine to treat COVID. That is all. That's a hell of a long time to study how kidneys make piss. I've been sniffing and and looking at pee under a microscope longer than you've been alive. 40 years and he hasn't even figured out that pee is stored in the balls. I don't know. Some expert. Mm -hmm. Of course, anyone who's reached the point of voluntarily chugging piss is going to be well past the point of actually listening to a medically certified piss expert. (laughs) But there you go. Uh, Anyways, back to that Christopher Key fellow pushing this urine therapy. Uh, Let's actually just watch the video of him promoting it so you can see and hear this guy in action. Because reading it just doesn't quite do it justice. Mm -hmm. Here you go. I've been practicing this for 20 years. And um, everybody's always said I'm cray-cray, and I am. But I'm crazy like a fox, okay? (laughs) And guys... When I tell you this, please, you know, 
Take it with a grain of salt, but go do the research, okay? Because this is going to just be like, there's no way. But the antidote, and I'm going to kill my credibility. What credibility do I have anyway? So, hey. Um, the antidote that we've seen now, and we have tons and tons of research, is urine therapy. Okay? And I know to a lot of you, a lot of you, this sounds crazy, but guys, God's given us everything we need. Okay, and I'm going to give you again. I test and prove all things. Okay, um, this has been around for centuries. Um, we, we've got research after research, documented, peer-reviewed, published papers on urine. We do. We have this. Okay, but they have been doing for the last nine months now, and what he has right now is all antidotal because, again, you know, to, to put together a randomized double-blind placebo study with this is, is, is kind of tough, but. I'm going to give you some stuff. You got know the chlorine dioxide was rough enough, but now now drink urine. Uh, yeah, in case you didn't catch that, Christopher Key tr tries to say anecdotally and ends up saying anti-dotally. Uh, Antidotally. So, <laughs> yeah. so we're dealing with a real expert here, uh, and, and it it would be one thing if this was just another weirdo on the internet, but this guy has an actual following and also might be legitimately dangerous, not just for all this urine talk, but because what previously got him attention was deputizing himself as the vaccine police, including getting a fake badge and traveling cross-country with an arsenal of firearms and also a flamethrower. And that was with a plan to perform citizens' arrests on governors in favor of vaccine mandates. Oh, and before that, he ended up in the spotlight for showing up at a Walmart with a posse of anti-vaxxers and threatening to murder the pharmacists working there. Um, so we're not we're not dealing with someone who is uh, harmless and just saying some weird shit. No, um, actually dangerous. Here's the Washington Post from back in August. An Alabama-based anti-vaxxer who has gained a following online where he spreads false information about the coronavirus pandemic, Key was on a mission to give the pharmacists inoculating shoppers a warning. Quote. What they're doing is crimes against humanity, he said in a live stream on Facebook. And if they do not stand down immediately, then they could be executed. They can be hung in the state. The Alabama native has become a popular figure among far-right online communities. He dubs himself the Vaccine Police and posts several live streams on his Facebook daily, many of them featuring false information about the pandemic as he drives city to city to rail against the vaccine. On Monday, about a half dozen supporters joined Key outside Walmart. One woman said she drove three hours to be there for the confrontation. Quote, any opportunity to take down Western medicine and big pharma, I'm all for it. She can be heard saying in the live stream. Wearing a polo with vaccine police written across the left side of his chest, Key ran through the game plan with the group. During a prayer in the parking lot, Key said he hoped to put the fear of God in these pharmacists. Quote, if you allow one more shot in one more person's body, you yourself will be executed in violation of the Nuremberg Code, he said, as he pointed to a Walmart employee standing nearby. We don't want that to happen to any of you guys at all. We love you guys. We want to keep you safe. So yeah, a lot of mixed messages. From absolutely insane. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's they're trying to protect the Walmart though. You can see how much they love it. I'm doing this because I love you. Yeah, exactly. Like, and while I'm here, I'm probably gonna pick up some groceries. So yeah. maybe they did do that before the protest started. Yeah, that's probably the smart move. Yes. Now Christopher Key and his followers have pulled similar stunts at several other pharmacies and grocery stores. And if we had to guess, his motives weren't very persuasive and they were mostly just terrifying. And recently, a trespassing charge stemming from an incident at a Whole Foods landed Key in jail. Now, can you guess why Christopher Key ended up in jail for a trespassing charge, despite that not usually being a charge that warrants jail time? 
Now, if you guessed that it's because Christopher Key pissed off the judge with more of his dumb bullshit, you'd be correct. Mm. Here's the Daily Beast again. I have court today at 1.30 Central, Key texted the Daily Beast ahead of his hearing. It will be interesting. In a subsequent series of five videos posted to Telegram on Tuesday afternoon, Key recorded himself walking into court only to be stopped by someone off camera who informed him he must wear a face covering. I got arrested because I wouldn't wear a mask, he said at one point. And this is what this is all about. Speaking to a court-appointed attorney outside the courtroom, Key could be heard stating, Again, you can't. I'm competent. I'm not insane, Key continued, fumbling with a series of legal terms before claiming he is a complete, total free man. I'm completely sane. I don't need an attorney, he added. I am a free man. Ahead of the hearing, Key refused to wear a face covering, citing a medical religious exemption, while arguing with an unidentifiable individual that he is allowed to record in the courtroom for his protection. A courtroom official could be heard telling Key he might have the option to video call into the hearing. Quote, She's now broken the law twice, Key then declared, regarding the judge presiding over the case. Best, uh, generally, you don't want to accuse the judge uh, on the case that you're uh, on trial for or whatever of breaking the law. Yeah. It's gonna, gonna aggravate them. It's sort of their job to know the law. And We've you... seen more and more of this happening where, you know, their protest that, you know, maybe his one of his protests didn't land him directly into jail or could have got him on probation or whatever, but that wasn't enough. Yeah. They have to, like, completely become a martyr uh, yeah. and get jail time by making fun of a judge or claiming that they're doing something legal in their own courtroom. And it's, it's a very specific type of person, too. Taking on the legal system on hard mode, just like the Lord Jesus Christ did. Yeah. And, it, you know, the problem here, this all stems from the lack of electrolytes because of Joe Biden's Gatorade shortage. So if Gatorade wasn't put to a halt, I wouldn't have to drink my piss to get those sweet, sweet, salty electrical. Yeah, how am I supposed to get my electrolytes in Joe Biden's America? He must have taped that button down because it's stopping everything, baby. Anyways, uh, drink piss if you if this guy's life is something you want to emulate. Uh, I will not be doing that because no. I'd like to stay away from jail. And I think also, I'll continue drinking water and yeah, Gatorade. Juice, all kinds of great stuff. Liquids intended for consumption. Mm-hmm. Uh, but moving on to some other COVID news now, though. Uh, here's some news that sounds like total bullshit from the pro-vaccine, pro-science side, but apparently has some legitimacy to it. Getting COVID might shrink your dick. <laughs> On a recent episode of the sex advice podcast, How to Do It, a caller reported that since getting a bad case of COVID last July, his penis has shrunk by an inch and a half, or around 3.8 centimeters. According to the man, quote, When I got out of the hospital, I had some erectile dysfunction issues. Those gradually got better with some medical attention, but I seem to be left with a lasting problem. My penis has shrunk. Before I got sick, I was above average. Not huge, but definitely bigger than normal. Now I've lost about an inch and a half and become decidedly less than average. It's apparently due to vascular damage, and my doctors seem to think it's likely permanent. It shouldn't really matter, but it has had a profound impact on my self-confidence in my abilities in bed. So this actually does line up with some other COVID findings that we've seen, uh, like that it may lead to erectile dysfunction and that the virus survives much longer in the dick and balls compared to the rest of the body. Mm-hmm. But penis shrinking? Kind of just sounds like a convenient excuse for smaller dick men to use. Oh, I'm sorry. I you should have seen this bad boy before COVID decimated I my body. used to have a magnum dong. Yeah. You should have seen it. Should have been there, but COVID shrank it. But, yeah. you know, 
I still have the confidence and abilities of a larger dick man. So just pretend it's like it was before when it was huge. This is if Seinfeld was still on the I was in the pool excuse that George Cassandra would ab- I got COVID! <laughs> I got COVID! He would use that excuse for literally everything. It'd be yeah. a whole episode. But yeah, apparently this is a real thing, and it's not that the penis is actually shrinking, but mm-hmm. rather that less blood can get into it, which results in smaller erections. And because the damage to blood vessels from COVID can be permanent, the smaller hard-ons can also be permanent, which sucks. Uh, here's Newsweek. A study published in the Lancet Medical Journal last year looked at over 3,700 people with confirmed or suspected long-term COVID with illness lasting over 28 days. It identified more than 200 potential symptoms from several different areas of the body. Among them were reports of decrease in size of testicles slash penis, though these were reported in a small minority of the respondents, less than 10%. Charles Welliver, a men's health specialist and urologist at Albany Medical College, said on the How to Do It podcast that COVID has been linked to erectile dysfunction, which itself is linked to a decrease in penis size. Quote, probably every guy that has significant ED probably gets some shrinkage. We see that, particularly in guys after they have their prostate out for cancer and have zero erection for 6 to 12 weeks. They all get shrinkage, he said. Ashley G. Winter, a urologist at the Kaiser Permanente Healthcare Company, also spoke on the podcast to state that negative effects of COVID on the penis may be to do with something called endothelial dysfunction, a term referring to impaired functioning of the lining of blood vessels. This relates to the penis and erections because erections are blood flow events. Winter said, you get hard because a whole bunch of blood moves into your penis and stays there. When those blood vessels are affected, you know, then you can get the erectile dysfunction. Damn. Now, luckily, yeah, it sounds like this is a somewhat rare consequence of COVID infection. Mm-hmm. But you can add it to the big pile of reasons why you should still probably try as much as you can to avoid getting this fucking disease. You might be fine. You'll probably be fine. Or you if might... If you have the vaccine. If you're triple or triple vaxxed. I mean, yeah. yeah. Even then, you should still avoid it. You yeah. know, there's a whole lot of long-term health problems that people have gotten, like cardiovascular issues, cognitive impairment. And now this, shrunken dong. Shrunken dong Emasculated Mm -hmm. by the China virus. Anyway, meanwhile, this whole pandemic has been, of course, absolute hell for the people whose job it is to actually treat COVID patients, who, again, hospitals are are getting filled to capacity. Uh, They're on track. They're not quite at the peak last year, but they are... Definitely heading that which, direction. Which, zooming out is good news because there's uh, uh, the number of cases currently dominates what happened last year and with less hospitalizations and deaths remaining. Yeah, uh, it's that a is weaker virus. Technically it's, good news, but a very small silver lining. But it still has the potential to overwhelm our healthcare system Because of the sheer numbers, yeah, it's, it's nuts. that's bad enough on its own, but mm-hmm. if you actually work in a hospital in a COVID ward, it's gotta fucking suck. I mean, yeah. you're, you're dealing with death and suffering just day in, day out, and uh, probably also lots of patients and their family members who think that they know better than you do and are gonna accuse you of murder when their idiot family member Uh, finally dies. Mm -hmm. It's got to take a toll. So with that in mind, here's a recent tweet by John Reyes, the Minister of Economic Development and Jobs for the province of Manitoba, Canada. Even after a 12-hour night shift at the hospital last night, my wife still has the energy to shovel the driveway. God bless her and all our frontliners. Time to make her some breakfast, prayer hands emoji. And attached to the tweet is this photo of John's wife shoveling thick Winnipeg snow from the driveway, taken from inside a second-story window of their presumably warm and comfortable home. There she is. As you might guess, this did not go over well. 
For a lot of people, it seemed to perfectly sum up the attitude of let's clap for our essential healthcare workers, but do absolutely nothing to actually support them. But it's even worse because the, the man is actually married to the healthcare worker in question. Look at her go. <laughs> so uh, cabinet minister John Reyes got roasted uh, hard and he, as he should have. This is, if it weren't so sad, it'd be hilarious. One of those things. Yeah, so there was this meme, which uses the Anakin and Padme template, with Anakin saying, Honey, you should see the beautiful snow on our driveway. It's a winter wonderland. And Padme replying, Sweet, it'll be shoveled after my 12-hour shift so I can put the car in the garage, right? Followed by Anakin silently staring and Padme repeating her question, knowing that the answer is no. And there was this Drake hotline bling meme with Drake rejecting shoveling the driveway for your healthcare worker wife and pointing at staying up all night watching tennis and tweeting, which is <laughs> apparently what John Reyes was doing before posting about his wife shoveling the driveway. And there was this reply to John Reyes' tweet featuring a stock photo of a man just cozily looking out the window while wearing a bathrobe and drinking a cup of coffee with the caption, I should take a picture. Yeah, that's the greatest idea I think you've ever had. I, I, and I, I guarantee you, like, the excuse was like, well, I'm not using the driveway. Clearly, you're the only one using it since you have to go to your shift. Yeah, and, and we should say, we've been to Winnipeg winter in, in January. It yeah. is uh, an absolute winter hellscape. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I know I personally... If I was getting home from a 12-hour shift at the fucking hospital, would want to be able to just drive into the driveway or into the garage and not have to deal with these sub-zero temperatures, even for a brief moment. But uh, that's just me. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I would hope that there would be a nice cup of hot cocoa or something like that waiting for me inside after the sho the driveway was shoveled and... Yeah. Oh, but what's the point? It's just going to keep snowing. Yeah. What you move the snow, the, the, the sky just adds more snow. Anyways, can you believe this guy's getting sent home from Australia? Bullshit, right? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, tennis is really great right now. <laughs> Not uh, as good as it could be, though. Now, to be fair to the Reyes family, we don't know anything about them except for John's post. Uh, but he's giving us all the information that he... he this is directly from the source. It is from so, the source. Uh, but, yeah, the people who are reacting to it, they don't know too much about this family either, but it's certainly not a great look. Mm -hmm. That much is very clear. But uh, Mrs. Cynthia Reyes took to Facebook to tell her side of the story, and according to her, she actually likes shoveling snow after a long day at work, and she says it's a nice way to unwind and get some fresh air after wearing an N95 for 12 hours straight. And she says that she and her husband share chores and responsibilities equally, and both have equally busy lives in their respective careers, so there's no need to get all worked up on their behalf. And sure, that, that all makes sense. But the lesson here is clear. If you are a minor public figure, do not, under any circumstances, post online about how proud you are of your overworked wife doing chores that you could have just as easily done yourself. It is not going to go over well. It, at face value, it is not a, no. a perfect scenario. It's, uh, yeah, it's just not a good look. It's, it's very similar. I mean, he probably thought it would go over well because you see the shit in the news constantly, though it's probably less these days, but it's yeah. like, inspiring. This person just did, worked did something hours. they absolutely should not have to do in the first place. Yeah. Well, it's also like taking the response at face file. It's just like, yeah, I got home, and the last thing I want to do when I get home after a shift at the hospital is deal with my fucking husband. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll stay outside and shovel the snow. Yeah. I wish I had my own home. <laughs> I wish I could just shovel snow all night. I'd rather be a 24-7 snow shoveler. You think the hospitals are packed. Wait till you see divorce court. You can't get near it these days. There's a waiting list. Yeah. Anyways, John Reyes is actually by far not the regional political figure 
with the biggest goof this week. Mm-hmm. Um, that honor goes to a gentleman down in Florida. A, a poorly received tweet is, that's one thing, whatever. Uh, but getting yourself killed in a road rage encounter that isn't entirely, 100% your own damn fault, is another thing entirely. But that's what happened to John Kuzwanski, spokesman for Florida's State Board of Administration. So this, Flo- this Florida man, he fucked around and absolutely found out and has no one to blame but his damn self. And here's why. Here's the Orlando Sentinel. A spokesman for Florida's State Board of Administration was shot and killed in an apparent road rage incident last week near Tallahassee, according to law enforcement and news reports. The driver of a Prius fatally shot John Kuzwanski, 52, outside a Circle K on Thursday after the two had pulled over following a collision, according to the Leon County Sheriff's Office and accounts by Florida Politics, the Tallahassee Democrat, and other news organizations. Florida Politics cited unnamed sources who said the incident began when Kuzwanski's BMW veered out of its lane and hit the Prius, after which both drivers pulled into a parking lot. The driver of the Prius confronted Kuzwanski and then got back into his car to wait for law enforcement to investigate the accident, the sources told Florida Politics. The exchange then escalated dramatically as Kuzwanski rammed his BMW into the Prius on the driver's door and began pushing the car sideways in the parking lot, according to the account. Kuzwanski then shot a gun at the white Prius, according to the sources. The Prius driver, who also had a gun, shot and fired back into Kuzwanski's windshield, striking him, the sources told Florida Politics. Damn. Two good damn. guys with a gun. Uh, making things even more clearly, uh, this guy's own damn fault, is this news from WCTV. Leon County court records show Kuzwanski was arrested for a confrontation with another driver at the same intersection in December 2014. Arrest papers show a driver complained that a man in a red F-150 pickup pointed a gun with a laser sight at him while the two were at the intersection of Thomasville and Bannerman Roads. According to arrest papers, the driver gave deputies the tag number, and when they arrived at Kuzwanski's home just a few miles away, he told deputies the other car had cut him off in traffic. I'm standing my ground! Yeah, so this fella had a history of pointing guns at other drivers over minor altercations on the road, and he finally met his match in the most unlikely of opponents, a Prius driver. What a cucked way to go. I know. And, like, yeah, this guy, he, you know... Republican, like his his last Twitter post is like trying to enter a contest to win a gun, and j- imagine just getting fucking domed by some lib driving a Prius, just smelling their own farts, happily yeah. going about their day, and then he has to fuck with them. Damn. But uh, John's widow doesn't even drive an American car, by the way. Yeah. A BMW. Yeah. Yeah. John's widow, uh, of course, not taking this news well, as yeah, as you'd expect, understandable. But she's also spun up quite a uh, counter narrative. The one we just heard. Uh, here's the Orlando Sentinel again. His wife, Rebecca Kuzwanski, posted on Twitter on Sunday that John was the victim and lost his life. His family deserves time to heal and privacy. Why not report the shooter's name, the man who assassinated him? Our whole lives are shattered, she continued. The children and I, his friends and family, so many who adored this wonderful, kind, loving man who would do anything for anyone. We are all devastated. The whole world lost a great man. Mm, yeah, I don't know about that, Rebecca. He uh, shot first. Yeah, I mean, whatever helps you cope. But um, and he has a pattern of doing this. Yeah, not. I don't think he was uh, as good of a guy as maybe you. You're painting him as. I'm sorry. Uh, pulling guns on other drivers multiple times. Yeah. Generally not the sign of a good person. Yeah, over a minor did. collision yeah. that was clearly not bad enough to where they couldn't pull their cars. Yeah. Like. 
Sounds like he had a bit of road rage. Sounds like he did. Yeah. But speaking of criminal activity, here's some news from here in Los Angeles about some LAPD officers who were called upon to respond to a robbery, but had far more important matters to attend to. The two officers were fired for failing to do their job, but they appealed the firing for nearly five years until earlier this month when the firings were upheld. And let's just read straight from the court documents to find, because it's it's kind of hard to get fired from a police department. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty shocking when it does happen. So this has got to be something pretty crazy, right? Yeah. Let's just read directly from those documents to find out exactly why they were fired. Uh, and just for reference, uh, DICVS refers to digital in-car video system, basically the car's body cam. Here you go. After carefully listening to the DICVS recording a number of times, Detective McClanahan also became concerned that petitioners were playing the Pokemon Go video game <laughs> while on duty the day of the robbery. The recording showed that at approximately 6.09 p.m., just five minutes after Officer Lozano said screw it to checking in with the communications about the robbery call, Officer Mitchell alerted Lozano that Snorlax just popped up at 46 and Lamert. After noting that Lamert doesn't go all the way to 46th, Lozano responded, Oh, you know what I can do? I'll go down 11th and swing up on Crenshaw. I know that way I can get to it. Mitchell suggested a different route, then told Lozano, we got four minutes. For approximately the next 20 minutes, the DICVS captured petitioners discussing Pokemon as they drove to different locations where the virtual creatures apparently appeared on their mobile phones. On their way to the Snorlax location, Officer Mitchell alerted Officer Lozano that a Togetic just popped up, noting that it was on Crenshaw, just south of 50th. After Mitchell apparently caught the Snorlax, exclaiming, got him, petitioners, Jesus. <laughs> petitioners agreed to go get the Togetic and drove off. When their car stopped again, the DICVS recorded Mitchell saying, don't run away, don't run away, while Lozano described how he buried it and ultra-balled the Togetic before announcing, got him. <laughs> Stop resisting! <laughs> <laughs> Mitchell advised he was still trying to catch it, adding, Holy crap, man. This thing is fighting the crap out of me. <laughs> Eventually, Mitchell exclaimed, Holy crap, finally. Apparently in reference to capturing the Togetic. And he remarked, The guys are going to be so jealous. Jesus. Petitioners then agreed to return to the 7-Eleven, where Sergeant Gomez later met them, to end their watch. On the way, Mitchell remarked, I got you a new Pokemon today, dude. I want to see this recreated in the end of watch style uh, filmmaking. <laughs> this is incredible. Yeah. I do have to say, though, this Pokemon, based on uh, recent happenings, could have saved someone's life. Because officers responding to a robbery call um, has, uh, in some cases, ended up with a yeah. person dying. Yeah. The, and, uh, and, and in a lot of cases, the wrong person dying. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you, Snorlax. Mm-hmm. Uh, this court document is especially amazing because of all the footnotes that it uses to explain. <laughs> yeah. all of A these judge isn't going to know what any of this stuff means. <laughs> what is this? A Snorlax? What the hell is Pokemon Go? Uh, so yeah, they, it, it, there's footnotes that explain all of the lingo that these guys were using, as well as what exactly Pokemon Go even is. Here you go. Footnote 3. According to evidence admitted at the Board of Rights hearing, Snorlax is a Pokemon creature known as the Sleeping Pokemon. Footnote 4, according to evidence admitted at the Board of Rights hearing, Togetic is a Pokemon creature known as a happy, cheerful, and a ditzy Pokemon. Thank uh, you. <laughs> that clears things right oh, up. Oh, okay. The, the problem is they didn't go into the rarity of finding a Snorlax. Yeah, this yeah. is why they were their attention was diverted. Your Honor, you don't understand. This was a rare boy. Snorlax, you see a Snorlax maybe like once every six months. Yeah. Very rare. 
Anyways, Lozano and Mitchell tried to convince investigators that they were merely discussing Pokemon Go and reading messages from a Pokemon Go group chat about the Pokemon that other players were finding nearby, but they were not convincing enough. And now not only are they two of the few cops to actually lose their jobs over misconduct, but they're also known now in the public record as the two cops who skipped responding to a burglary call so they could catch a Snorlax, which is going to be hard to live down. Yeah. It's, I had never thought of this, though, but yeah, being a cop, that is like one of the ideal jobs for catching Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, assuming you aren't actually absconding from your duties. Police uh, officer and delivery driver. Yeah. And can you guess which one's actually a more dangerous career choice? Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, one is the victim of the other. You never know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember when UPS, uh, that UPS truck got... Uh, the driver got taken hostage, and uh, the cops... I can't remember where it happened, but uh, the cops just, like, straight up opened fire. They just... Yeah, on a freeway, rip. right? Yeah, yeah, like, multiple bystanders, cars got hit, and the, the UPS driver just turned into Swiss cheese. Um, completely unnecessary, and then UPS was like, thank you once again to the to brave, brave officers. officers. Like, you're so cucked. Your yeah. own driver just, just got murdered, yeah. murdered, and you're thanking the officers who did it. Incredible. Anyways, we actually got some pretty major updates today on not one, but two long-running character arcs that we've been covering since before we even moved to this channel. These are these go back. Yeah. First up, Robert Durst, the focus of the incredible HBO documentary series The Jinx, who almost certainly murdered his wife in 1971, definitely dismembered his neighbor in 2001, and probably also murdered him. And last year was finally convicted in the 2000 murder of his friend, which he accidentally admitted to on a hot mic while taking a piss during the making of the jinx. That man, Robert Durst, is dead. May he not rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, Robert Durst is basically the poster child for how much you can get away with if you're rich and white and come from a well-connected family. But privilege has its limits, though getting sent to prison decades after your multiple serious crimes at 78 years old and then dying just a few months later doesn't exactly feel like justice. No. And that's especially true for the family of his missing wife. Missing. She's dead. Yeah. He uh, killed who, her. Who were hoping for some answers now that Robert Durst was definitely going to be spending the rest of his life in prison. Anyways, rip bozo. Rest in peace. Rest in piss. Mm-hmm. But don't drink it. No. Yeah. Uh, and the other update we have for you today is that... Martin Scarelli, the farmer bro himself, has once again been chewed up and spit out and just deep-dicked by the justice system. And this time it actually has to do with what got him famous in the first place, which was jacking up the price of the life-saving prescription drug Daraprim. Scarelli has been in federal prison since 2018 for securities fraud, and he isn't due to be released until September 2023. But the Federal Trade Commission has also been after Scarelli for a long time for inflating the price of and monopolizing Daraprim. And the courts have finally handed down their decision. Here's the Associated Press. Martin Shkreli must return $64.6 million in profits that he and his former company reaped from jacking up the price and monopolizing the market for a life-saving drug, a federal judge ruled Friday, while also barring the provocative imprisoned ex-CEO from the pharmaceutical industry for the rest of his life. A U.S. District Judge Denise Coates' ruling came several weeks after a seven-day bench trial in December that featured recordings of conversations that Coates said showed Scarelli continuing to exert control over the company, Viera Pharmaceuticals LLC, from behind bars and discussing ways to thwart generic versions of its lucrative drug, Daraprim. 
Quote, Shkreli was no side player in or a remote unrelated beneficiary of virus schemes, Code wrote in a 135-page opinion. He was the mastermind of its illegal conduct and the person principally responsible for it throughout the years. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what, if anything, this guy gets up to once he is finally released from prison. I mean, I guess he'll get to hang out with his girlfriend finally, if they're still together. But, yeah, his two passions, pharmaceuticals and finance, Kind of off the table now. Yeah. Not going to be doing either of those mm -hmm. things. But that still does leave his third passion, which is being an influencer who is surprisingly popular. So he'll probably do that. So I guess get ready for Martin Shkreli TikToks. They're definitely coming. Uh, that The thing that I, I saw like on a Reddit thread or something about uh, when a Shkreli verdict was handed down, this, this latest one, was like... He's got to be so angry. Like, this is actual justice because mm -hmm. he is in prison during the peak of NFTs, yeah. which is like, oh, he would that is his that. shit. Yeah. That is his fucking niche perfectly. He's, like, yeah. legally, for now, legally scamming people out of millions of dollars is like so perfect for Shkreli that it's got to be actually pissing him off that he isn't out and free to do some kind yeah, of NFT pro or he, multiple. He started his scamming just slightly too early because... Uh, yeah, and too blatantly you, also. You do your scamming in the pharma business. Like, that's a uh, serious business. It's, uh, yeah. you know, it's corrupt and fucked up. But it is taken very seriously by uh, the government... Crypto, you can still, at least for now, get away with just ripping people off. Yeah, so that was like one of the funnier comments. Is just like, he is actually suffering right now because he's seeing NFTs and he's like, damn it! <laughs> anyway, uh, one last little bit of news for you before the headlines half the show. Um, as you know, relations between the U.S. and Iran are not so good. That's especially true ever since Trump ordered the assassination of General Qasem Soleimani right before COVID hit the U.S., so... Interesting well, timing. Uh, Iran, they're not exactly in much of a position to retaliate in any proportional sort of way, though. But they do have access to the same 3D modeling and animation tools as everyone else. And the Ayatollah, Iran's religious leader, recently posted the following video to his website and to social media titled, Revenge is Definite. Have a look.
yeah, anyways, that got the Ayatollah banned from Twitter because it's against the TOS to commission a slick animated video of a robotic assassination operation against the former president of the United States, apparently. I didn't know I couldn't do that. But what a way to go out. Yeah. Yeah. Just like Trump. We're both banned now. You maybe censor a little bit of it. I mean, they don't show anything. Okay. All right. It cut, okay. It's tasteful. Like, oh, it's tasteful? It cuts out, like, they press the button for, like, take him down, but then it cuts out. It doesn't actually show Trump getting uh, domed by a robot. Well, what, what they've done now is taken away any, like, further ammunition of people. Well, the Ayatollah could post on yeah, Twitter. that was always, uh, I think, is Louis Farrakhan still on Twitter? Because that was the other one. Yeah, like, yeah. Why is Trump banned, but the Ayatollah is still on Twitter? Like, well, he hasn't, uh, he hasn't done anything yet. Oh, okay. buddy, the Ayatollah is going to join Trump social right through the door. Yeah. First one. <laughs> you bitch, Trump. <laughs> Revenge is definitely happening. <laughs> I can't wait to see all the people that are, like, I, I, we keep talking about it. And it does launch on President's Day, by the way. They announced President's Day. Oh, that's coming up. Yeah, February. Oh, shit. Uh, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how the first week of that goes. Yeah, I'm excited. Anyways, uh, next up is headlines. But first, this episode is sponsored by Honey. The easy way to save when you're shopping on your iPhone or computer. Now, these days, most of our shopping is done online, but it can be really frustrating when you check out and you realize you could have been saving some money if only you had a promo code to enter. Well, thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one that it finds to your cart. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. You wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. And if Honey finds a working coupon, you will watch the prices drop. I saved several hundred dollars when I bought my uh, PC a few months back. Yeah. I mean, it's an, it was an expensive purchase, but Honey really came through. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, holy crap. Uh, all of the difference in pricing from like the supply Chain shortages were <laughs> wiped out. Were wiped out by Honey. Honey says, cool. "What supply chain shortage?" Yeah. I recently taking things outside from the computer, got a pickleball paddle, and I got thirty percent off my uh, carbon whatever pickleball paddle that I got myself as a Christmas present after some gift cards. Yeah. So paid nothing and even saved some money on it. You're gonna be the most popular young man in your neighborhood. They call me Wheels because I'm so fast. Wow, look at that boy go! Wow, that's the fastest boy I've ever seen. How well, old are you, son? 22? The problem is a bunch of like high schoolers are starting to play, and now I feel old. Oh, shit. Yeah. Anyway, Honey, Honey does not just work on desktop. Get this, it also works on your iPhone now. Just activate it in Safari on your phone and save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. We would never recommend something that we don't use. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com weird. That is joinhoney.com slash weird. And uh, now for the headline section. And speaking of pickles, <laughs> speaking of pickles. Oh, a little pickle. <laughs> a minor league mascot's Twitter takeover ended when a pickle showed his junk. So this is the, the minor league baseball team, the Portland Pickles. Yeah. And um, I don't know why they have that name. Is Portland known for his pickles? I think the minor leaguers, they have a little more fun with their names and their yeah, mascots. Yeah, of course. And apparently a lot more fun with their Twitter accounts. So they, they had like a account takeover where the mascot took over the account. It's just, you know, and that's usually just a dumb sort of publicity stunt. But yeah. this mascot, he, he did is, whatever the hell he it, wanted. It is a, a, there's some uh, research that went into the framing and everything on this. Like, it is uh, like one of those stereotypical, like, yeah. where it, like the like buy Felipe accounts and all this stuff for like Twitter, where, like they'll like shame someone. It is like a lean back. Fucking yeah, he's lean back. It's cut off. 
like a, his story afterwards. It is not cut off. Like, it is. But like you don't see the bottom, so his story afterwards is like, oh, I was just giving a thumbs up, and <laughs> uh, the, the the cropping uh, cut out the hand, so all you see is the big old thumb. Yeah. But uh, he knew what he was doing. He tagged Manscaped. Yeah. In the photo. Yeah. Um, is great. They might have been behind this, actually. They might have been. It might have been some clever marketing, but this is like, uh, to put it into perspective, like this is like Gritty showing his dick on Twitter. Yeah. Gritty would never. Yeah. Gritty's, uh, he, that's, you know, professional league, but the minor leagues, they, can t- they get a little more leeway. They can fly under the radar a little bit. They gotta get uh, attention somehow. And uh, this definitely got my attention. Seeing yeah. it, uh, what is essentially a Muppet dick on the timeline. I don't know if the team even really like apologized. They're just like, why oh, would they? Why I, should they? I think they were just like, all right, time to take the account back from Pickle the Pickle. They need to get like a female mascot's tits out or something somewhere. Pickle tits. Yeah. <laughs> They're like little uh, pickle chips, like hamburger pickle chips right yeah. there. Yeah. 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 Fuck it. Why not? It's minor league baseball. Yeah. Who and gives it, a it's shit? It's not a penis, it's a pickle. Yeah. It's not even a person. <laughs> would you get mad about seeing a dog dick on the internet? I mean, if it was a dog holding its dick. Oh. For promotional purposes, we don't know maybe. if this guy was holding his dick. You can't see the hand. Yeah, you just like see the, you just see the green cylindrical object. The River up City from Red the Rockets. Yeah, yep. Mm. Man's failure to tip bartender leads to his arrest in burning of Key West landmark. So this happened on New Year's Eve, I believe. Oh um, wow! So the, Key West is like the lowest point in the continental U.S., yeah. and they have a little buoy. Set up there that's been there for a very long Take time. Take your picture in front of it. So this, someone, uh, there was a Christmas tree set up on it or near it. Someone set it on fire and damaged the buoy. This is not the Gobble Goat. And the, the police, they, they had security footage, but it's all grainy. You can't really see it. But some bartender I was know like, that guy. I know that fucking asshole. He didn't tip me for my drinks. And it really left an impression on me. I served hundreds of people last night. I, would, that, I, I couldn't pick any of them out of a lineup. Yeah, but this fucking prick. Who yep. was just acting like a drunk ass the whole night. I served him so many drinks, didn't give me any tip. I'd remember that guy anywhere. So, yeah, he was, he was caught because wow. uh, he left a negative impression on a bartender. That's why you always tip. Yeah. So they forget you. Yes. Plane hit by train after crashing on train tracks in California. <laughs> this has to be the first time this has happened. I don't know of any other example of it, but yeah, that's some real shit luck. Like, you're flying your little Cessna, and you're like, oh, God, I gotta... I'm hit by a train. I gotta land somewhere. Crap. I'm, we're going down, and then you you fuck up so badly, you're, like, aiming for the road, and then you land right on the Metrolink tracks, and you've got, like, just seconds, maybe minutes, until yeah. the Metrolink is coming through. The, the police body cam footage of this is insane. Yeah. They're pulling this guy out, and, like, literally, they get him, like, 10 feet off the tracks, and the train just destroys his plane. Luckily, there wasn't a Snorlax nearby. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. Uh, but what was crazier is, like, the first time I saw the headline, obviously, because it was more clickable, the first headline I saw uh, was plane hit by train. And I was just like, now how does that happen? T- <laughs> what was that train doing up in the sky where the planes live? How does that happen? Well, now you have, first you had my curiosity. Yeah. Now you have my attention. But no, it was, even still, a pretty uh, random, miraculous series of events. It worked out well. It could have, could have gone, if it, if it had gone the other way, it would just be like, damn, it was that guy's time. Mm-hmm. God wanted to bring him home. That was, uh, yes, that guy was doomed. I don't I, know what he did in a past life, but God really had it in for that guy. Gotta be very exciting for uh, this guy's insurance adjusters, though. Like, how do we... How do we proceed with this? He well, luckily it. there is actual 
footage of it. Oh, yeah. That was like when my, when my car burned down and there was helicopter footage that I submitted <laughs> because it was all over the news. Yeah. Yeah. Made it, re- it made it really easy. Yeah, there it no is. questions asked. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> there it is. There's the, the Sky 9 <laughs> getting footage of your, your burning car. There it is. All right. Al- always make sure there's a police helicopter nearby or a news helicopter yeah. whenever anything happens to your you car. call up the news immediately. Say, you got a bird up there right now? Because you're going to want to see this. <laughs> Medieval war horses no bigger than modern day ponies, study finds. <laughs> really? I thought all those knights were just giants. Nope. They, yeah. uh, I don't know why this was. Uh, like... Are OG horses just smaller? But in any case, they're digging up battlefields over in like England or Europe or whatever, and all the horses they keep finding are just like tiny. Like the guy, the rider's feet are almost touching the ground. It's like riding a, a Great Dane, basically. Well, it's better for like the airflow. You're more like you can get through it. Yeah, I mean that could be it. It's like oh, they're as big as they need to be. You get, well, people you, were shorter back then too, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. You go into any castles. Especially the medieval ones, all the door frames are like your head. five and a half feet tall. You're like, Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. You need that vitamin C. Yeah. You need that protein. But uh, yeah, it is funnier to think about. A yeah, bunch just of picture tiny like just any battle scene you've, you've seen in a movie or whatever and just imagine everyone's riding on ponies. It's just funny. That's why there's no time travelers because they'd stick out. Yeah. Like, who is that monster? This giant. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, uh, go back to David versus Goliath, and he's like 5'11". Yeah. Goliath. Oh, he weighed nearly <laughs> 200 pounds. <laughs> Should have seen him. We got to write a book about this guy. Yeah, this guy's going in the Bible. <laughs> this definitely is ending up in the Bible. Noah's Ark was like literally the size of a dinghy. Yeah, got a couple rabbits. <laughs> That's all the animals we know about. The flood happened, and it just floated. Yeah. yeah, and it was, it was like, oh, I guess the whole world got flooded. It's like, yeah, no, his neighborhood got flooded. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's dead, and these are the only animals. It's that like when you see something in a movie, and then you go in real life, and you're like, that's it. Yeah. That's how all history books are. Yeah. Especially, you know, it's it starts as oral tradition. It gets spread like hundreds of years. Yeah. Each person well, adds a little bit. Yeah. A little spice to it. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole world got flooded. <laughs> the whole world, everyone died. <laughs> everyone except Noah, as far as I know. And all the animals. He had all of them on his big giant ship. You and, wouldn't believe it. And that's why they're all still around today. Not because, uh, like, you know, parts of Africa or what is now South America, North America, uh, had no effect by this tiny flood. No. Uh, no, it was definitely this guy loading a boat up with a bunch of shit. You're telling the story of Jesus and everyone keeps getting sad when you talk about him dying and you're like, uh, but then he came back. Yeah. Three days later, he came back. Yeah. Hey, see, it's got a happy ending. No there crying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you love it. Yeah. You love to see it. Pope slips out of Vatican to visit record shop. Get CD. Mm. He loves. Uh, he loves his music. Is he, He's got a big vinyl collection down at the, the Vatican. Probably, but is the CD in like physical media? Is it maybe because like they don't let the Pope on the computer? I know he has a Twitter account, but he does. Um, I don't know. They said he gave, they gave him a CD for free because, you know, the Pope comes into your record store, you, you give him some swag. And it was some opera or classical. Kids he, bop. Yeah. Uh, but he, he, the Pope was upset because he got caught. The, the paparazzi, they caught paparazzi. him. The paparazzi caught him and he's like, man, I just wanted to visit my favorite record store. I can't, I can't go out anymore. When I was just, a, just any old priest working in Rome, I could go visit this record store anytime I want. Now, they catch me immediately. And everyone's like, what are you doing at that record store, Pope? I just want to shop. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It was. It's not. Yeah. It would be cool if you like. 
did turn out to be like really into like metal or something like that. The Pope that. should release a yearly playlist like Obama does. <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, that'd be something. Yeah. What shows does the Pope watch? The Good Pope. I'm the Good Pope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, you wait, wait, wait. the name of the show. Uh, if he's like any other old person in the world right now, he's probably heavily into Yellowstone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that Yellowstone. It's like the most watched show, but it's it's hilarious because uh, it's watched by old people who aren't on Twitter. Yeah. So it's like every every couple days, someone on Twitter is like, "How is Yellowstone the most watched show in America?" Dude, I, I no hear one, no one I know has ever seen this. Old people talk about it all, as going back to the pickleball stuff. It's all they talk about. I mean, it's Tyler Sheridan, so it's probably great. I've seen a couple episodes. I'm trying to get into it because my uh, father-in-law keeps pushing me to get into it. He's the one I play Xbox with. Yeah. And he's like, "It's so good." And I've watched a couple episodes, and I'm like, "I get it." And I get why it's good. I just haven't... Yeah. Cl- it hasn't clicked fully for me yet. It's very... It's like... <laughs> here's what it is. It's succession for old people. Yeah. Succession on the ranch. Yes. It's 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 less intense... Uh, well, it's succession in a sense where they don't have the guilt of watching Fox News. Yeah. Uh, or like, oh, they're making fun of my favorite conservative news network. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's that in terms they can understand, which is like land rights, fighting the government, <laughs> yeah. and uh, just retirement. And fucking. Yeah. yeah. Lots of tits in that shit. Uh-huh. And as we all know, old people, they fuck because those retirement homes, filled with STDs. Yeah. COVID, though, making those dicks a little soft now. Yeah. It's Yellowstone is the new MacGyver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Face masks make people look more attractive, study finds. And this is, it seems like a no-brainer. Like, yeah. you cover up everything but the person's eyes and their hair. Like, it's less ways to... Uh, Make them think twice. Like if you're yeah. if you're one of those white people with no lips, can't see it. Yeah. If you got a big old schnoz, can't see it. Yeah. All they can see is those eyes, and most people's eyes look perfectly fine. The the mouth is objectively the ugliest part of the face. Yeah, it's real weird. Yeah. Especially if you look at it long enough. Mm-hmm. What is this thing? Yeah, why why is little... there why are there little bones sticking out of well, it? Well, and now I'm just like hyper fixated on like spit and like shit coming out, and it, it's yeah, it's no good. But yeah, it's uh. It's one reason to wear a mask is it, it's, it'll upgrade your, your appearance. Unless you're already hot. Apparently that, it, it averages you down. Which I think is great. Yeah. 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 But yeah, your chances... Uh, we need more mids in this world. Yeah. Everyone becomes a mid. So <laughs> it's good news for all the, the lobbies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You just got a bonus. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mike Lindell says he has enough evidence to put 300 million Americans in jail for the election fraud. <laughs> so, uh... The population, oh. the total population of the United States is around 325 million. Well, put your kids in jail. So. Yeah. Uh, there, so this would be like uh, 90-something percent, 95 percent. Um, it, it would have to include children because there are more children under 18 in America than there is like the uh, remnant from 300 million. So, um, Well, especially now considering the absolute decimation of our elderly population over the past uh, two years. And he also, I believe he said 300 million Americans in jail for life. Life sentences. Mm, Okay. So in this country, you'll have an elite few. The the remaining, like, 7% just watching over uh, the rest of us uh, in prison for life. Lindell obviously has, like, option calls on prison, like, private prison stocks. You're not going to believe it. Everyone's (laughs) going to prison. (laughs) Fucking everyone. Yeah. It's just going to be, America's going to be one big prison. He's got to be doing some kind of, like, weird financial shit to, like, keep these, like, fighting these lawsuits in his social media site 
and his pillow company afloat. I mean, I think his pillows are just that profitable. They yeah. cost like nothing to make and he sells them for way too much money. Like the few times it's I- It's true, yeah. You used to see it in the stores before all the stores I go to stopped selling them. It was yeah. like, why is this pillow $65? Marketing. Yeah. It's, it's a Christian pillow. It's a conservative pillow. Yeah. It's a statement. But yeah, I think he just he does gangbusters on pillows. And I will say, uh, old people, they don't really... In my experience, my parents' pillows whenever I would visit, like this. Yeah. They're not upgrading pillows. So a, a, a pillow comes along Still once in a generation. Feathers, just, yeah. Yeah. Once in a generation, a pillow will come along. And they'll say, I've got a reason to get a pillow now. Yeah. Not only am I upgrading from my currently flat pillow that I've had for 30 years. Yeah. Uh, that is probably slowly killing me with mold inside. Giving me the rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, I, I also can support, uh, you know, political ideals that I yeah. enjoy. Uh, get the purple pillow instead. It's really good. Yeah, it's great. It's a good pillow. Uh-huh. Capitol Riders called Nancy Pelosi's office looking for a lost and found for <laughs> items they left behind on January 6th, according to Representative Jamie Raskin. Uh, hey. So, hey, uh, did you guys find a cell phone in there? Well, not even that. Uh, the people answering took down all yeah, of their information. They're like, oh, yeah, uh, sure. We'll look around. Can you give us your name, well, in case address, yeah. phone number, uh, I don't know, social security number, and we'll, uh... That was the craziest one. They were asking for their social security numbers, and it's like, that's the most easy tip-off, like, right I there. I mean, we're the government. You can tell us. Yeah, we already know. You just give us your name. But that is what's, like, hilarious about it. They're like, yeah, well, uh, I love whoever the brilliant mind is that was just like, yeah, well, why don't we take down your information? That way, if we do find it, we can yeah. get it back to you. Yeah, we'll get it back to you. I'm yeah. sure it'll turn up. But yeah, this is the brain trust we're working with here. Yeah. yeah. And final headline. Woman forced to stay at Blind Date's apartment for days after snap lockdown in China's city of Zhengzhou. Well, I hope they like each other. Uh, I don't think it's going to work out, but... Uh, Baby, they, it's deadly outside. I mean, they, they didn't click. I don't think they're an item, but at least it wasn't like a bad date. But like, can you fucking imagine just like... Well, I mean... Meet someone and then immediately you get a big like Amber Alert fucking sound on your phone. It's like, shelter in place. We'll let you know when you, when you can leave the house. It's like, like being trapped right. with the Uber driver on the road. This is worse. It is worse, but I'm just saying, like, uh, we're, like, trapped in an elevator. There's a lot of trappings. Yeah, at least the apartment has a bathroom. You're trapped in an elevator, that's the first thing I think of is, like, what if you got to take a shit? Uh, you shit in the elevator. I've already gone past this. I, I, if I ever got caught, I'd be, it would be 15 minutes, and I'd have to go, and I'd be like... Because that's the thing. I won't have to piss all day. Yeah. Uh, I, I, do, I, I have normal piss. But what I'm saying... If I'm trapped somewhere, like a car yeah. or anything like that, all of a sudden, yeah. oh, I got to go piss. Now it's an emergency. Yeah, exactly. Because you can't do something, your body's like, we better do this now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, you know, that sounds like they weren't an item, but uh, look. Could have been a lot worse. Food, bathroom, yeah. shower, could have been worse. Could have been worse. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, thank you for watching today's episode of Weekly Weird News. I, I just want to say thank you very much for everyone allowing us to... Uh, I know we just took a break for the holidays, but uh, I had a member of my family pass. My grandmother passed away, so I had to fly home to Florida and, uh, you know, be there for my family. Um, so I want to say thank you uh, for letting us take some time off after we already did that. And I know yeah. it's terrible for the algorithm to take any breaks and doing two back-to-back is probably going to fucking decimate us. So we really appreciate you watching uh, the episodes and uh, make sure you're uh, subscribed and turn your bells on or whatever because uh, we're going to be climbing out of the gutter for quite a while here. Yeah. Um, so thank you again. Uh, I know it goes without saying 
that we should take time when we need it. But I really do appreciate you uh, bearing with us. And uh, now we should be back to normal. Yeah. Right? I was joking when I... Was... I have been taking COVID tests, and yeah. so far, so good. I did. I streamed a couple times. If you, They're on the channel if you missed that. But yeah, I kept, I kept saying, I was like, with our luck, one, of us, COVID, one yeah. of us is going to test positive for COVID like yes. the first day back. So we got a, a few COVID tests uh, and uh, have some waiting yeah. in the wings. So, so far, so good. But knowing our luck so far this year, 2022 hasn't been great. Yeah. So, uh, but we're like that pilot who landed on the train tracks. Just Why today. me, God? Why me? First of all, we already got a plane crash. Then a train's going to hit us. Yeah. So uh, fingers crossed that everything's uh, on the up and up from here. But uh, if you haven't already, watch some of our previous episodes, maybe the, the live streams or, yeah. or whatever. Um, and uh, thank you for doing those while we were gone so we had something going on. The streaming's actually very easy. Yeah. So <laughs> anyways, thank you. Apologies for taking another week off. We'll see you soon with a normal week. And uh, we'll be... We'll be back shortly. Bye-bye.